All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for today. Um, we thank you for who each of us are in Christ. Um, God, that we, we stand in you secure. God, we are known by you. We have the privilege of knowing you, Father, and we thank you for that. Um, thank you for this team, Lord. I um, pray for each of us in our ministries, Father. I pray, Lord, that we would treasure you above all things. God, I pray that first and foremost, God, you would continue to fill us up, Lord, um, and allow us to pour out. And so um, lead us and guide us today in our meeting today. Um, make this time beneficial for each of us. Um, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Aaron. Well, we're going to spend a little time this morning <clears throat> for our Talent Advancement uh, podcast and Zoom meeting here around the topic of prospective staff. And I'm thankful for Aaron taking us off as the most recent prospective staff uh, with, with our team here in the Northeast, um, having come on staff now. And there's probably three areas that I think we ought to be focused on, um, and maybe a fourth, as, as we support our prospective staff during their time, they're doing their support raising and their prospective status. Um, the first of which will, won't come as a surprise, that's around support raising and donor ministry. Uh, the second area would be in board development. Uh, third would be around spiritual growth and, uh, and discipline. And then I have two others, which are around coaches, discipleship, and, and camp, uh, which I think are uh, also important, and, um, and some of which is what not to do. Um, but if I were to dive in first on support raising, you know, I think I'm so excited by the process that FCA has in place to send folks to boot camp to get trained up on donor ministry. And I feel like you come out of there so fired up and excited uh, to get after it. And maybe you're still a little nervous, um, but there's uh, a play that's established there that we're all taught, and I think taught well during our time in Kansas City. And the question is whether or not we are leading our prospective staff in such a fashion um, that we implement the discipline. Uh, that's required uh, to do support raising in the right way. And I have this acronym here. I didn't make it up, but RTP, run the play. Um, and I like simple things, things in threes. Uh, so run the play, RTP. What does that mean? Um, I watch our staff so excited. They come back from boot camp. In fact, they've set up some appointments already while they're there during the competition. They have a few appointments. Um, they get some yeses. They... Uh, they are afraid to follow up with people because they don't want to bother them. Um, although they know as a part of training that they are to follow up and establish that, you know, as they're wrapping up their first call. And so um, the second part is establishing an accountability partner for your support raising. And as they suggest, it shouldn't be your supervisor, yet somebody else. And they have goals, how many calls to make, how many yeses they'll get, right? Is it how many answers they'll get, how many uh, appointments they'll get, so on and so forth. And there's, there's a really simple spreadsheet that you know, dictates what they ought to be doing. And as they meet with their accountability partner, how do I do against those goals, right? So I wonder how many of our staff have, prospective staff have that accountability partner. And are we as the supervisor encouraging them in such a fashion to hold them accountable to making sure they're doing that? Um, that's number one. So how do, we, how do we make sure we're doing it? I think having that post boot camp call so boot camp finishes up on Wednesday, maybe they're home on Thursday. But if we have a call with our prospective staff on Thursday or Friday, what did you learn? You know, what are you, what are you most afraid of? 
Um, uh, how are you most encouraged now by it? Who's your accountability partner? Um, how many calls do you need to make? I think all those things we ought to be touching base with them on and holding them accountable to doing those things. Um, not in a selfish fashion at all, but rather because I think we're doing them the best service we can um, by helping them in that fashion. So I think accountability post boot camp, encouragement post boot camp, and making sure that we're we're doing we're running the play RTP um, for what they've learned there. And when I think about areas where maybe I've fallen short, well, I don't directly supervise. I am excited when somebody says, "Yes, God's called me to FCA." I'm in, they go to boot camp, they come back, I'm fired up, and then I might be on to the next because I'm excited about the next one. And so am I doing all I can in my talent advancement lane of encouraging staff in that way? So that's on donor ministry. The second part of that, which is really closely related in this area, if you were to ask me one where I feel probably the, um, probably the, the most uh, area for opportunity is on board development during prospective staff status. Um, are we doing all we can to, as, as folks are engaging with potential donors, maybe even volunteers, people are excited to hear about what they're going to do, are they keeping the prospect of board members front of mind, top of mind? And are they inviting people uh, into the, the possibility of joining the board? And I heard this recently, and I like this a lot, and that was, don't necessarily, if you have somebody you think might be a board member, don't invite them to be a board member. Invite them to do something that board members do and see if they do it. If they do it, ask them to do another thing a board member would do and see if they do it. And after they are acting like a board member on a consistent basis, then you may consider inviting them formally to join that board. And so what an awesome opportunity during prospective staff time to build that board in anticipation of somebody coming on staff and again, when I think about the areas where I encourage our prospective staff, this is one area where I haven't been doing as much. So for me, that's a takeaway um, as I was prepping for this section here. Next is around spiritual growth, their walk with the Lord. Um, I really think, I thought about just the aspects of health, right, in this. The first one we talked about, maybe financial health, donor ministry, board ministry. Um, I think about spiritual health in this area. I didn't put it on here, although I think, I think physical health during prospective staff status is also important and maybe something that you aspire to, to lead well in with your prospective staff. But, um, you know, as they're in prospective staff status, you know, presumably, um, no, not presumably, they have a call in their life, right? God's placed a call in their life to join staff. And they spend a lot of time seeking, um, I'm hopeful, the Lord's guidance on what this is, the next step. To, to do vocational ministry through FCA with a passion for coaches and, and sports and the platform. So how do we continue to nurture that? Because I feel like they might sort of reach this excitement level and then it's like, okay, now I need to go raise my support and how long might it take? And so you've spent this time in prayer and you're excited about it, um, but are you continuing in that fashion, right? Because you're gonna need God's guidance as much and encouragement as much during support raising as you did taking the leap of faith to join the team. So what books are they reading? What, how are they developing themselves at this point in time? Um, you know, what Bible studies might they be doing at that time? And can you engage as a supervisor with them, maybe in one of those studies, and learn um, with one another and through one another? 
Um, you know, are they sticking with their quiet time, right? Um, and all the different examples that each one of you have in ways to encourage them, but really in their walk during that time, uh, which I think sets a precedent um, for how you're gonna lead them when they join the team. Aaron opened talking about ministering out of the overflow, and Lord, would you fill us up? And man, they ought to be as filled up during the perspective time as they are as they join going forward. So are we really focusing on them as an individual, as a brother or sister in Christ, um, and their walk during that time as well? So I think we have an area for opportunity. Okay, so those are probably, um, uh, those are below the waterline and maybe some parts of above the waterline. But then I think about coaches' discipleship. Um, are we challenging our prospective staff to, uh, to disciple a coach or two, to start a coach's a huddle? And that's one area. The other side, and maybe to protect against, is are we asking them not to start 16 huddles? Are we asking them to not go start a huddle in their local high school? Um, are we asking them to not go too far on the in-ministry uh, components when they need to focus on their donor ministry? Uh, so they can be sustainable. So I think if we ask folks again, how do we want them to be performing when they're on staff and a paid uh, 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 side of things? Let's make sure we're leading them well during the perspective phase, like we talked about for the walk, like we talked about with donor ministry in the concept or of doing in ministry coaches discipleship. So we're we challenging them to, to disciple a coach or two. Um, and maybe it's going through the purple book as our resource right now with them during that time in anticipation of them engaging a coach to get them started. As a, a wise man once said, we could probably all go back and smash fifth grade, uh, but can we all go back and teach fifth grade? Uh, so are we teaching, are we coaching our staff to be able to go, to go back and disciple coaches? They have a calling, they feel like the Lord's going to equip them, but are we giving them the resources, the tools, and the challenge to go do that? All right. Then I think about how do you maintain enthusiasm and excitement to join staff through the ups and downs, and there will be during donor ministry, prospective staff time. Um, and if you have the opportunity to engage staff in a camp, I think that's awesome. Uh, you know, if they get a chance to be a part of an overnight camp someplace, uh, really fellowship with, you know, their two B team members, right, fellow staff, um, get a chance to see the ministry in action, be filled up by it. I think asking them to go be at a camp, not only to experience it and be motivated and filled up by it, but also to learn about what it is. Uh, I anticipate that all staff in their first year will be involved in a camp in some way, shape, or form. So why not, during prospective staff time, invite them to be a part of it? Uh, I would not urge them to be in a uh, a significant leadership role, again, taking time away from what I think are important times um, around donor ministry, but I think having them plugged in probably makes a lot of sense. So how do we, um, how do we do all of this? And I think about setting goals. Um, I think about setting expectations during that prospective staff time. Uh, if we take them individually, we talk about support raising. Um, Let's say you have to, you know, your goal is 5,000 a month in AMP. Uh, fantastic. Let's set a goal for the first thousand and let's celebrate it and how God's moving through, you know, those donors. Um, each step of the way, set a goal, celebrate it. You know, another notch, let's move on to the next one. I think that's it. How can you do that um, uh, in board, you know, development? Well, maybe it's, you know, 
Who have you engaged? Has somebody acted like a board member? Have you challenged them to do something? Are they introducing you to more people? Um, are they excited about, you know, getting involved in opening doors for you? Um, whether it's uh, to introduce more people or for an opportunity uh, to host some, you know, a group of people in their home, do a dessert on your behalf. So something along those lines, really celebrate those things and measure, are we doing them? Um, coaches discipleship, pretty straightforward. You've taken them through the purple book yourself. Uh, are they discipling coaches and really encourage and support them during that time and camp just the same. Uh, I'm thinking more check the box that they're doing it. I also think about the goal of what's the start date. Okay. It's uh, it's early April now and they want to start in July, getting excited for the next school year. Maybe it's in, in you know, late August, but set that date and start tracking toward it. Um, get excited about, you know, what God's doing through their donor ministry in anticipation of them coming on staff uh, in August, right? So enjoy the summer, the push through that. Um, and I think also that allows us the opportunity to create some urgency and deadlines for our donors and uh, those that we're inviting to invest in the ministry. So if you've got $5,000 to raise in five months to do it, I've got a goal of a thousand bucks this month that I got to get to in partners, you know, 10 families at a hundred. How do we get there? Um, next month, you have another one. Uh, you know, the staff, my supervisor is going to run a report at the end of the month. So, you know, to be excited about how God's moving through people. Um, would you be a part of that? Right. So I can close my gap. And as they get closer, I think celebrating those goals and the excitement about them coming on staff in the summer, I think is a big one. So then I think there's a couple pitfalls that we want to make sure we steer clear of. Um, you know, support raising takes its toll and people have bills to pay, um, rent, mortgage, um, putting food on the table, you know, cars, gas, you know, life, right? And so there may be an opportunity for somebody to uh, fill in a part-time job. Maybe they have to do that. Might, they, uh, might that take the pressure off and allow them to focus less on donor ministry? I think you'd be really thoughtful in considering whether we encourage or support people taking on other jobs during that time. Um, two, do you find, and this is really to guard against, but are they not as engaged as they were? Are you not, are they missing calls because of other priorities with you that you've established? Are they not making their accountability calls um, around donor ministry? And I think catching that early is really important. Um, again, you're gonna lead them now like you want them to be let and perform when they're on staff. So. Um, you know, they have no obligation to us. There's no direct reporting responsibility, right? They're effectively volunteers, deputized to raise money on behalf of FCA during that time. But I do think we ought to be leading them well uh, during that time, holding them accountable. Um, and again, I think one of the telltale signs is just a lack of communication and maybe some proactive communication on their part. Uh, the flip side is when you see them reaching out to you a bunch, what an encouragement that is, knowing that they're getting after it. So uh, those are a few points I wanted to raise here, and I'm excited uh, for some dialogue around how we can do this better together.